Welcome to the stripped down know nothing podcast focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right. Whether they'll band folks together or cause a rift from 2020 hindsight to a drift, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. Dumb enough to think that he'd stay this way, it's my co-host Evan. Lounging in his basement in our underwear, more distant than LAX to O'Hare, it's my co-host <laughs> Saker. Ah, damn, I love that one. Yeah. Uh, is there a, what is the, what's, what's the Boston uh, airport called? Um, Massachusetts General Airport. Ah, <laughs> uh, the MGA. The MGA. <laughs> um, there's got to be a better way. <laughs> I said with Tupperware falling all over me. <laughs> what if you if you had to name the Boston Airport after the most famous Bostonian? What would you name the Boston Airport? Uh, Jack Donahue. <laughs> you would go straight straight back to Thirty Rock. <laughs> I don't know many boss. Oh, isn't it? Um, what's his fuck? The guy he he owns a bunch of car dealerships around. Mark, Tom Raper? Mark Tom Raper. No, he sells RVs. Oh, okay, got it. Oh, uh, uh, it, Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg is it? My, it's my, the Mark Wahlberg, Wahlberg Airport, International Airport, and hmm. car and car dealership. So you had John Adams, you had John Quincy Adams, you had Sam Adams. You were with Mark Wahlberg. Only one of them's alive. Well, fuck. As soon as Mark Wahlberg dies, they rename, rename the airport yeah. to Lobster Roll International Airport. <laughs> I was gonna say whatever the newest baby was. Hey, Lois. No, they're from Quahog, Rhode Island. They're not Bostonian. They're Rhode New Island England. is a state. Uh, uh, Rhode Island is a state. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't it just become a state because the pirate who controlled it was too powerful for them to not? Was he? Was his, his name Rhode? Yeah, it's Rhodes Island or something like oh that. Oh my god! I don't. My American history is spotty at best. Yeah. But I remember reading that. Yeah, he's just a. He was too powerful a landowner for that. They didn't like. Oh, well, we don't want to piss off that fucking pirate, Jesus. so we might as well just make it a state. Because it really is like. A it's, neighborhood, right? I mean, it's bigger <laughs> how big than, is Rhode Island? Not. Could I drive across it in twenty minutes? No. Bigger than that? I bet you could drive across it in an hour. Is my guess. Really? Let's find out. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. You can drive across the entire state of Rhode Island in. What do you think? I said an hour. It is exactly an hour. <laughs> you are <laughs> correct. Um, yeah. There's a bunch of. This is a a page. Uh, 15 truths that explain just how small Rhode Island really is. Rhode Islanders consider any drive lasting more than 15 minutes a road trip. That's a all across the board Rhode Islanders. Uh, is it a <laughs> R-H-O-D-E trip? Oh my God. I think you just hit on the next million dollar idea. <laughs> That's just where you drive to Rhode Island from any place in the, in the world? There's only 39 cities in Rhode Island. That's still a lot of cities. You think so? 39 is a lot of cities to me. Well, it says cities and towns. Oh, well, that's different. Well, okay, I guess. What's the difference between a city and a town? Is it population? Yes. Okay. This, this, These facts, mm-hmm. these truisms this page is saying. <laughs> Number 12, Rhode Island is so small that you literally can't go anywhere in state without seeing someone you know. If you dug a hole in your backyard <laughs> and covered yourself in dirt, you'd see someone that you that's knew. That's not true, though. That's what I'm saying, that these it's are impo- silly. Like, isn't it like... You can you can know up to uh, there's like a, a number of people you can maintain in your in your day to day mind that you know, um, and I forget what it is. I, it's, I, it's like where where societies start to to, to disassociate and, and break apart. It's an anthropological thing. It's like 181 people or something you can have in a close circle. Uh huh. Or it's it's some number like that. And it's then the if I add a 182nd person, what you, happens to me? You just you, <laughs> you, you turn into a swarm. You turn into a swarm of mosquitoes. Oh God! All right. Yeah. That's kind of fun. So do it in the summer. Because um, if your mosquitoes suck enough blood to reconstitute you as a human being, you'd be more powerful than ever. That make a lot of sense. That make 
so many cents. That makes 27 cents. <laughs> um, 15, Three quarters, miles. two dimes, one nickel, four pennies. Make any amount of change you want. What is this in reference? To? Sorry. Cents. <laughs> oh, got it. Okay, I understand. I'm there. I'm it's with you. It's called a sequitur. Yes, it's a sum sequitur. <laughs> not a non sequitur, but also not a complete sequitur. <laughs> I just did a sum sequitur on you. Um, yeah, bro, Rhode Island. Do you want to go visit one day? It only takes three to five days to hike across it. We could do a Rhode Island hiking trip. No. Okay. We can walk to it. We can walk then to drive it. around inside of it. When <laughs> I am in Rhode Island, when I I'm, walk oh my God. in the road. Can you name a city in Rhode Island? Rhode, Providence. Oh, yeah. I forgot. That's a city in Rhode Island. Is that the capital? Yes. Okay. That's why it's the city I can name in Rhode Island. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, there's probably one called, like, The Nook. That would be great. I would love that. Jonathan's crook rhode island <laughs> oh, there's got to be some pirate themed ones big right? sandy superstore <laughs> big sandy superstore was it was fucking sponsor they have denny's rhode island um boy yeah big sandy's on the list there it is this is literally all 39 i can boy do they feel like how about little compton rhode island <laughs> that's a great name for fucking uh rhode island what well. is we just lost all our Rhode Island listener. Why is there why is there no Quahog? I feel like they should have renamed at least one of their cities after the most famous fictional Rhode Island city. Yeah. That's the they renamed the uh, airport. Do we the really Greater Providence Quahog Municipal Peter and Lois and Brian <laughs> and Stewie and Meg and what's the other kid's name? Uh, Ly- Lyle. Yeah, Lyle. <laughs> Lyle. Lyle Robertson Griffin. It's a yes. it's a hyphenate. <laughs> Um, do we really need a West Greenwich? No, we don't need a West Greenwich. Greenwich? Greenwich? Fuck, let me retake that. Do we really need a new Shoreham? <laughs> and a new Shoreham? <laughs> no, rename oh, it Quahog. Fuck you. These are good pods. These are good pods. We're really doing it. Can you imagine living in a place where the population is 1,051? Yes. Okay. I've lived in a place where the population is 1,051. Where? My grandparents live there. I lived there. What was it called? Burgles. <laughs> Burgles, New Binkenstein. Burgles, Burgholtz, Ohio. Really? Part of Carroll County. I don't even know where Carroll County is. Near Amsterdam, Ohio. It's All right. It's about an hour south of Youngstown. I'll accept that. Now it's time to talk about this week's song. <laughs> this week's song is called Canada Dry. And if you'd like to hear a quick portion of it, my friend... Go I've to a different you- podcast because we're <laughs> not going to play it. We will be slammed with lawsuits. Here's a, here's a quick sample. We were shining like Aurora Borealis Like Sid sipping from the Stanley Chalice Falling in a bus across the USA Dumb enough to think that it would stay. Okay, buddy boy. Mm-hmm. Canada dries. I should have done a segue like, speaking of dry things we're talking about, that would have been funny, right? Speaking of gingery beverages we that were subject to a lawsuit in 2019. I know, they don't use real ginger. I read about that. Mm-hmm. Do you know how I learned about that? 
because you were like, I need ginger. And you kept drinking like, you drank a whole case of Canada Dry and you just it didn't fill your craving yeah, for ginger. Right. You're like, I feel so bloated and sugary. Uh, I was looking at the YouTube comments for the song Canada Dry by the Very Good Ladies. And there was one guy like, you were all caps. Like you had lawsuits in 2000 for not have Canada, for not have real ginger. Me never drink you again. <laughs> That's how he talked. It was very strange. Um, Dictated, not read is what it said at the end of that. Yes, it says said for my iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so Canada Dry, um, what a pretty little opening this song has. I am so, t- I mean, I, I've never liked, I've gone on record as not liking the, like, welcome to the album. Really? I hope to yeah, that's see true. you here. You it's like, like fucking Mr. Get Rogers. Back up. You like limits. Yeah, I like a little, I like a little energy in my album opener. I want to be like, I don't want to be like gently welcomed into their home. I want to be like, hey, we're having a party. I can't wait to see you sort yeah. of thing. Like, it I is- mean, there's like, some good jonking guitar on the, like the, uh, you know, not a bad opening. Like, it isn't, like, Celebrity or, like, the one that Kev did that I hated. Uh, Adrift or Serendipity? Oh, no, Serendipity. Serendipity. Adrift is a song that he wrote and then gave to Ed, <laughs> which sucks. But you're right. After Maroon, there's a tonal shift. Performer, Hello City, Jane, Stomach vs. Heart, One Week, Too Little, Too Late. Bangers mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. open. After Maroon, Celebrity, Adrift, Serendipity, You Run Away, and then we go back to Limits and get back up. Never mind. Yeah, but there's Limits a and Get Back there. Up were good. But, yeah, yeah. Like, good openers, but... Um, this is and gonna... I'm not saying this is a bad song. I just didn't like it as the opener. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't mind that. It just, if this is their thesis statement, this is going to be a heavily Ed album. This is going to be a very gentle album. This is going to be a sort of, I, I, I don't know if I'm gonna love it, uh, because I liked. I'm gonna put my cards on the table. I like this song, but if this is the thesis statement, if this is what the whole album is gonna sound like, I cannot stomach that. We can't do that. Not for the whole album. <laughs> Well, guess what, buddy? We're gonna. <laughs> um, folksy. Uh, I like how good and sweet and pure this song mm-hmm. is. I thought it was a, a, a sweet little intro. Um, but boy, oh boy. I mean, what do we want to do first? Do we want to jump into the lyrics? As if there were any. I mean, it's it's hard to talk about this song and not... Yeah, it's like that Animaniacs thing where Yako just lists all the countries. Yeah. Except it's, United it's like what we Mexico. just did with Rhode Island. Yeah. <laughs> do you want me to list all 39 cities and towns in Rhode Island? I can do that. Um, fucking Jesus. Well, I mean, it, they know where they are now. They know they're a Canadian band, right? They've always been a Canadian band, but they're not like chart top. They're not going to be like, you know, we'll hit the U.S. adult contemporary hot 20 charts or hot 100, but they're yeah. not, not going to like, you know, so they're, they're catering to their audience, right? Yeah. And also... Do you think this song was a like blatant cash grab, or do you think they just kind of backed into it? Oh, I think they backed into it. I think that was supposed to be a a, a pivot, mm-hmm. leaving me high in Canada Dry, which I fucking love. I think that's a great because the song is all about Canadiana and like, mm-hmm. and so I think that you know, because I don't think they ever expected a sponsorship, which they did get listeners. Mm-hmm. There is a Canada Dry commercial, because which was this- weird because they they chose the portion of the song that I thought was good that I actually really liked where he's like, I'm out of your head and losing my mind, but I don't know how that sells soft that's, drinks. That's why I'm saying, I don't think that they meant to get a sponsorship yeah. because this song is sad. It is not a happy song. It is not a commercial song. Um, yeah. This find is... your chill or not. I don't fucking care. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Oh, we can talk about uh, the find your chill commercial. Yeah. I said cute, but the song is very tonally wrong, but it is cool that Canada dry was like, uh, Come come work for us. This is a cool song that has our name in it. We'll give you 50 loonies. Yeah, why not? Split it amongst your you four gents. <laughs> you four lads. 12 and a half toonies each and all the CD you can drink. 
Um, oh, it's a CD. I get it now. That's why they did Canada Dry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, like, I don't think there are multiple reads here. No. This is about Steve. Yeah. Because they even talk about touring across the USA and like, because I think if you, if you eliminated the line about touring, it could be like, maybe this is about a girlfriend, but like very, 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 very clear that this is about Steve. Falling in a bus across the USA, dumb enough to think that it would stay that way. Lounging in the living room in Long John's, more distant than Victoria to St. John's. This is really like some sweet specifics in this. This is like a, a 2 a.m. drunk Facebook deep dive of an ex, which I know we've talked about before, but you're like, remember when we used to lounge in our long johns and just sit around my basement? Feeling and, distant. Yeah, to a tour of the USA. We went to Rhode Island remember on that we were road trip. Victoria and St. John's, which are 77 hours apart driving distance. Jesus. What a great line, too. Like the, the specific Canadiana in this song is so good. Do you think we can we can't get this song because we're Americans? I get it. I mean, we get it from like a objective logical standpoint. You but think we don't. It doesn't move us. Canadians feel something exactly different when they exactly. hear this they song. Have, they have a <laughs> they we have, can't comprehend. They have context that we can't possibly comprehend. Sure. Yeah. Maybe so. I don't know. Um, did this did this song make you legitimately sad? Why would it make me sad? Maybe if this was the first Steve song, sad Steve song I'd heard, yeah, sure, it would have it would have tugged at my heartstrings. The the you run away, yeah. He's burned every goodwill bridge I had for like Steve missing Steve nostalgia. But I don't think any other song that he's put out has been a missing Steve song. I think it's been a Steve, yeah. you're a piece of shit song. Yeah. This is the first song where it's like, baby, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, baby, come back to me. I miss you so much every day. I'm so sick of these other three guys. I, right? <laughs> like, it's true. Kev will not stop whining. <laughs> he won't stop making funny jokes. And, and I getting... have to change Jim's fluids every six hours. <laughs> Like, that bridge made me sad. Like, the bridge, you fled the snow while I stayed here. You moved to New York. I'll let you know. I'll make it clear how happy I appear. Not I am, but I appear. He's telling Steve in no unspecific terms. I'm not happy. I'm sad that you left, and I'm sorry. You fled the snow while I stayed here. Fucking Steveless song. It hit me on a level where I was surprised how sad it made me. Like, I'm out of your head and it's making me cry <laughs> that you don't think of me anymore? Write some songs about how sad you are about the Bannigan lady, Steve, please. I oh, need man. this. It just seems sort of desperate. It is desperate. <laughs> My voice keeps getting higher and higher because I'm passionate about this song. I feel your I feel it. Dude, yeah, okay, but you don't you don't you're not Canadian. You can't possibly. Yeah, I understand. can't. I can't get it. I get the, uh, you know, I get the reference to the Victoria St. John. I get the reference to Tom Cochran. I get sure. the reference to Sidney Crosby and the Penguins. Joan. I get the Joan Joni Joni Mitchell, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. And then is the the Gordy references for Gord Downey from the Tragically Hip? They've said it could be about either Gord Downey or about uh, uh, maybe Gordon Lightfoot. Was that the other one? Because they're both Canadian. Mm-hmm. And with the, I, I listened to an interview and they said, it's about whatever gourd, you know, you... If you know a gourd. If you know, if you know a Canadian gourd, can't be an American gourd. But right. if you know a Canadian gourd... But of course... It could be about gourds. 
It, oh, listening to pumpkins is making me sad. <laughs> Halloween music is pretty rad. Um, but of course, there's the third option, which is, of course, listening to Gordy, meaning Gordon, is making uh, me sad. Which is, again, gives me feelings. And I hate that it gives me feelings. I can't get it dry. I'm out of your head and I'm losing my mind. Listening to Gordy is making me cry. You're leaving me high. You're leaving me high. Just thinking about Ed listening to Gordon in a dark room and being like, I miss you, Steve. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. A, a, half, a half full glass of whiskey. Yes. In the firelight. Almost exactly. A single tear rolling down gets trapped in his grizzled beard. But this is... My favorite Very Good Lady song in a long time. Wow. Just because of how evocative it was oh, the, to me. Like lyrically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, yeah. But I mean, I think the music, the musicality fits the lyrics in this it made song. You Maybe feel it's something. not fantastic, mm-hmm. but it made me feel something, which is huge. Um, man, I don't know. I mean, it's never going to happen. Listening, g- listening to Steve's album that we did last week mm-hmm. and then popping to Canada Dry to listen to it next, I was like, Oh, these two bands, the, these two artists have gone in totally different directions. Mm-hmm. Like it's like they can't come back together after this. Their styles are different. Um, it's just never going to happen again, which also makes me sad because it's just not. I mean, this song is about wanting something so bad and and feeling bad, finally coming to terms with, you know, something that maybe you did or like maybe we shouldn't have done that or maybe mm-hmm. it was wrong. And then it's like too bad. It's gone. That door is closed forever. Woof. It's like going on Facebook and looking up your ex-fringos and being like, oh, remember that fun time we had at uh, Pandora's? Man, we each got a pan pizza. I miss those days. We each got a palace. Do you think there's going to be a song on this album that does the uh, Pandora's (laughs) pan pizza palace? I kind of hope so. I hope so, too. (laughs) It's a new album. They're free to do it once per album. Twice is too much, but once is fine. Or maybe they were, that one was supposed to be on this album. Oh, you think, as usual, they made an accident. <laughs> yeah, so like I think that on the Tour de Force, there'll be a Pandora's Pan Pizza uh, Okay, that makes sense to me. Okay. Um, yeah, boy, oh boy. This song is just... Usually, there's a lot that's done in this song that I usually hate that kind of won me over. Mm-hmm. Like the... Uh, the commercially to me so much of the time but like here i was like uh like it's so sad like i don't know there were i mean there were a couple nice piano flourishes after the lines but i was surprised there was no solo on this one there's some solos on the live version where kev does a little piano jingling yeah and i think that the song would have been improved by a solo yeah definitely a little kev solo i do i noticed the uh the ramblings in between verses Mm -hmm. and lines and like Man, Kev is so fucking additive to this song. He just, he brings so much to this one. Yeah, I liked like uh, Ed's vocal gymnastics where he's going high. His falsetto is great on this one. It's very good. He sounds wonderful. Like for having done this for so long, like just sung for 30 years now, his voice has not been fucked up that badly. I mean, he only sounds a little horrible. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there was some massaging in studio. Yeah, some Um, vocal massage. Yeah, yeah. Where uh, Gavin... 
brown comes and just yeah. like sticks his sticks his long you fingers. You guys are genius. You're fucking geniuses. Can I, can I put my fingers down your throat? <laughs> and um, man, Gavin Brown is so. Good. I loved watching. Did you watch the behind the scenes thing for this? No. Oh, okay. Tell, I mean, it, tell me all about it. It's not super interesting. They talk a lot about the catering, like. <laughs> Well, now that makes me love them more than ever. Like, what did they say about the catering? So it's just this one woman who comes in and just brings like a bunch of covered dishes for them. Mm-hmm. And Ty was like, "She's so, she's incredible." I, I had, I've had pork chops like four times in the last week because she made pork chops, and I've just been trying to replicate them. And like, he's just talking about how great she is. And like, wow, this, I, the, you know how this song touched you? That touched me more than <laughs> I think the naked ladies have touched me in a long time. Um. Ty mentions how bittersweet this song is. They never go into detail. Like, here's what this song is about. Even though it's obvious, I wish mm-hmm. they'd just say it. And um, Kev talks about the characteristics of the pianos he's using. So there was like a piano out in the hallway of like this studio. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, he talks about how they all have different tunings and different like the strings that you use and the wood that was used. And it all brings a different feel to the song. And this mm-hmm. one was perfect for this song. And I was like, sure. I can imagine Gavin, Gavin Brown just fucking just sucking. Oh, Kev, you sound so great. Yeah, what like, if I sucked your dick while you were playing? <laughs> it would give it a real different feel, Kev. Um, if you were orgasming with each line. <laughs> but, be, I mean, I'm sure that Gavin, was fun. Gavin Brown's a fine producer, I'm he's, sure. He's, he's great. I mean, the songs sound competent. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kev, speaking of, does a lot of... There's a lot of moments in this song that I feel like I must attribute to him. He's Kevin. a moment maker. He's a moment man. He's got a PhD in moments. Moment doctor. Um, the instruments like drop out on the third and fourth line. Mm-hmm. Fucking, he's got a master's in moments. He's so good. It had to be been Kev. Um, you know who wrote this song? It wasn't just a Robertson jam. Was it? Hey, Lois. It was Kev Griffin too? Yep, it's the Griffith Robertson. Wow, I had no idea. This song sounds so quintessentially Ed. So he spilled his fucking guts to Kev. Wow. They probably kissed a little bit. Well, I can't imagine him telling it, crying anybody else. Like, I miss Steve. Well, I think probably Kev Griffith has been with them the whole time, right? Because That's like true. they came up in the same era, right? And then they've done multiple, multiple tours together. Yeah. I just, I feel like, I feel like this is something that Kev doesn't even say to like his wife and kids. Like, I miss Steve. So for him to write a song about it and bring it up with like Kev Griffin is like, Wow, that seems big. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. But I don't think so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Do you know who else did uh, vocals on this? Yes. We have uh, Alan Doyle of Great Big C and Jim Cuddy of Blue Rodeo. Yeah, I hadn't ever heard of Blue Rodeo Neither because they're I. a uh, country rock. But I've heard of Great Big, Great yes. Big C. I've, seen, I've heard them a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but they're basically, you just got Canadian legends. Mm-hmm. It was just like, fucking, this is a song about Canada for Canada. Let's fucking do it up right. Mm-hmm. Um, which I love, like... This felt so inspired. This song felt like... Insp- Did it strike you that way? Hmm. You, you didn't feel inspired. I it understand that. It feels like when I went to... When my mom dragged me to Catholic Mass when I was a kid. Okay. And I could see other people really getting... Oh, even better. It's like when my friend dragged me to a Paula Poundstone com- comedy uh, jam... And she and she was fine. And one joke made me go, huh, 
but there was a woman next to me who was having just the best fucking time of her life and like laughing till tears streamed down and I felt like she was moved by it and I enjoyed that and I enjoyed that facet of it so I feel like this song is moving but for me no there's just some fucking preacher up there doing a Catholic mass and I can see that all those people around me who are getting into this and getting moved by it but for me there's nothing there you're listening to the preacher talk about how cell phones are destroying our society and how kids don't understand how to how you should always wear cans and never earbuds yeah that's right Ugh, fucking Paula Pouts, though. <laughs> that was such a garbage. She's been so funny the other times I saw her. That was just a yeah, bad show. I believe but... you. Oh, you'll never go back. Um, But yeah, I I, I mean, I guess. But, hey, but take did me you... to dinner. I'll go almost anywhere. Hell yeah. Okay. So you did find it inspiring, just not to you. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I can recognize this as an inspiring song, and I can. Everything you're saying, I'm not disagreeing with. Sure. Okay. Okay. But if you're asking me from like for like a subjective read, nah, yeah. it didn't touch me. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> um, Interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh, fun. Well, That's mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> Let's get back to the song. Okay. Uh, yeah, we have all these Canadianisms. Saskatoon sunset. Sinking like a Saskatoon sunset. Thinking what that, what is specific about a Saskatoon sunset? It's. Well, you've <laughs> never been, have you? No. Tell me all about <laughs> it, Sacred. Paint me a picture with your words. I know you can't hold an image in your head, but I would really like you to paint me a picture. Imagine, if you will, the sun. Okay. Paint, if you will, a picture. You and I embrace it. It's in a so kiss. bright. <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine it. Midday, the oh. sun is at its highest. <laughs> it's burning. You're staring at it. Okay. Right? Now. I feel my vision slowly fading out as the sun blinds me. <laughs> as the day goes on. I'm still staring at the sun the yes, whole time? Yes, you are. Okay. The whole time. At what point do I go blind or do I not go blind? No, no, no. Not in Saskatoon. Oh. Instead of instead of the sun sinking to the horizon, the horizon actually rises to meet the sun oh. in Saskatoon. Because the earth is flat and we're That's tilting correct. on our axis. So by 8 p.m., the, you can see, like, if you're near the ocean, like, the waves above you. It's like Inception. We're seeing, like, the buildings fold ah. in on ourselves. Boy, bud, a Saskatoon sunset, you ain't never seen such a thing. It's fantastic. We'll go up there. We're going to visit. We're going to do the Tirana. Victoria, St. John, Saskatoon. We're going to do them all. When the sun <laughs> in Saskatoon. Saskatoon. Um, yeah, this is just so much of a love letter to BNL, to Canada, to everything. It just, it's very, very sweet. I just wish Ed would tell the fucking story, right? Like, I, I you know. I don't want to hear it. I mean, we all know it, right? I, we, you, I became the roadkill when you oversteered. Oversteered drugs. Steve was a problem for a long time. But, Ed was like, "Hey, bud, you gotta go." But that's not period. oversteering. Tommy said that life was a highway beer, but I became the road killing you oversteered. Oh, why? Oversteering oh, is course. Cr- I think that makes me feel like Steve left of his own volition. Like well, he was Steve just like, "Fuck was, it, I'm out." No, here. Steve was like trying to control. Like he wanted a different direction for the band, right? And Ed was like, "I want to stay BNL." And Steve was like. Uh, we need to be artists because he was pissed about snack time and stuff. And he was, uh, you know, he, he wrote was a guy. song for snack time. I know he, he wrote one song for snack time. He didn't remember. He didn't like it. And also he wanted to do the two marketing thing with the BL, the blam and the blah men. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they were just different. They just differed Maybe. artistically. He plays ninjas live uh, when he did his live from home. So he, I don't know if he hates it that much. Maybe. I don't know. You, you're probably right. Does he play Louie Loon? That's not his song. I know. But does he play? Does he play any other song from snack time? No. Well, then he doesn't play any other songs he only he plays, plays ninjas. ninjas he's been playing ninjas the whole time um, I mean, it's a great song it's one of my favorite steve songs honestly it's a good one yeah you fucking love that 
Um, can I bring you into Saker's YouTube comment of the week? Saker's YouTube comment of the week. Here's my YouTube comment from John Spith. <laughs> oh, I think I saw this one. One year ago. Hey, I'm trying to enjoy my Canada Dry soft drink, you jerk. Are you trying to ruin it for everyone? I heard this in a commercial. It's elevator music. An elevator that only goes down to hell. <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about? He's a Canada Dry purist. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, looking through the YouTube comments for a YouTube comment of the week, uh, saw another shout out to us that made me shoot straight up in my seat and straighten my back. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, Sega. A <laughs> lot of people calling out the similarities in YouTube to this song in Sweet's Fox on the Run. Did you see that? Uh, Ev, can I p play you just like one second of Sweet's Fox on the Run? Sure. I can definitely hear. It's. Not, I don't think it's plagiarism. Mm -hmm. I think it's inspired. One of those things where you've been inspired by and it's gotten lost in your head. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the Seinfeld episode with the Ziggy cartoon. Is that anything to anyone? Or is it everything to everyone? <laughs> oh, that's what we aim to find out <laughs> hey. in this Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Um, do you hear any other versions of it? Yep. I uh, heard the one on the Canada Dry commercial. Okay, good. I heard the one... Which, I mean, I was kind of pissed off that they were supporting this, but the Q version. Oh, I don't think I heard that one. Oh, yeah. Q on CBC. Q okay. TV. Okay, got Gross. it. Gross. Wow. Where we go one, we go ladies. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Exactly. Gross. Like, come on, ladies. Yeah. I thought you were smarter than that, Ed. Hmm. Q TV. Right. Anything interesting about it? No, it was exactly <laughs> You just want to call out that uh, it was um, like Q Yeah, I just want to say disgusting. Yeah, that makes sense. I thought you were smarter than that. <laughs> Did you watch the selfie cam? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Houston, we have a continuity problem. Yeah, ha, ha, ha. I didn't understand. Because it's Ed Beardless and Beardful in the same yes. video. Okay, And it. also, he was beatboxing a bunch. Yeah. For the Dollar a Day Foundation for yeah. COVID Relief Fund. That which was fun. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, weird up angle on my man. He's holding his phone like an old person. Where yeah. He's got this, like, chin thing going on. It was cool to see him out in the snow. Yeah, that I miss, was fun. I miss snow. Beardless, Beardful, who cares? He's a beautiful man. Out in the snow, letting it, it letting coat it blow. himself. <laughs> letting it blow. <laughs> Uh, Kev is gone for part of this. Jim is acting very bizarre. He's acting out the. He's like sipping when he says, "Uh, Sidney Crosby, sip Sydney sipping on that cup." Jim yeah. does a little sipping yeah. motion. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, who's got the best house? It was Jim in this one for me. I like. Jim's I didn't house. really look at their house, but oh. yeah, sure, Jim. Um, every time that I'll talk about this in a different one I watch. Every time they talk about Gord, Kev goes like this. He taps his heart. <laughs> yeah, because I think that they're talking about Gord Downey. And, and he's dead. They, they, yeah, he's dead. He okay. died of cancer in like 2017. I just, I tra love... Tragically hip. Yeah, he's, I think he and Kev were really good friends. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. That explains Because Kev is like friends with every fucking Canadian, Canadian musician, yeah. especially the ones who are about to die. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Because <laughs> he's got special kin with them. Yeah, I don't know. Like he, uh, like every time I'm reading about a Canadian musician, it's like, and then they were, you know, during their last recording, they did it at Kevin Hearn's house because Jesus. he was, you know, making sure that they were comfortable for is their he, last recording. Is he a harbinger? He's an angel of death. <laughs> oh my God, Jesus! Uh, Tyler, just get my little scythe out here. I'm just gonna <laughs> prop it up against the wall. Don't, don't be afraid. I'll walk with you every step of the way. <laughs> and when my footsteps disappear, that's you carrying me. I get tired sometimes. That's uh, that was in uh, the Steven song, right? About footsteps. Uh, fucking who cares? 
Uh, Ty looks like a Terminator when he's harmonizing sometimes. Yes. He like just gets really serious and his mouth gets big. And... That's where he's fighting the Borgons on, yeah. on the Cromulan 7 border. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Forgot about his rich internal life. Um, fake nudes naked. What? <laughs> There's a companion album to this album. Okay. Uh, where it's, I wish I th- you would have told, started with, led with that. <laughs> I think six or eight of the songs. It's oh, the acoustic? acoustic yeah, yes, I saw the acoustic version. Yes, I didn't, okay. I didn't see it. From fake. fake Nudes Naked. Oh, sure. <laughs> okay. It looks just like they were playing it, but it also proved my, my point that acoustic is just an instrument that isn't plugged in. So the p- a piano is acoustic. I remember yeah. you arguing with me that it wasn't. Did I? Back in like season three. Oh, okay. Well then. I hold every grudge forever <laughs> until I can pre proven right, which I was. Do you remember that one time you cheated in Bang? Yeah, yeah I remember. <laughs> and then you apologized and I said I'll never bring it up again. <laughs> I've brought it up at least once a year since. Yeah, I just wanted to draw a card. I just wanted to have a turn. <laughs> no, fuck you. <laughs> um, all the boys look very sad in the fake nudes naked in the acoustic version. Well, yeah, they don't get to the electric... Well, they, they don't get to plug themselves in either. Oh, I see. To any of so their dialysis out of batteries. machines. Okay. Oh, no. Their livers are failing. <laughs> Holy Christ. From all those 10Ks they're running next week. Oh, boy. Um, Ev, that's all I had for this song. Do you have anything else? No. Why would I? I don't know. Well, I'm excited because... The robots are dead. Their silver balls lie scattered in the streets, running down the sewers. The robots are dead in the streets. <laughs> and also unspeakably squeaks. Uh, <laughs> they speak binary. They jump as good as you and me. Boston Dynamics fucking rules. Um, Dynamics? Yeah, the company that makes all those realistic looking uh, robots. Yeah. Ebo. Mm-hmm. I want to know your theming for this album. Well, it it's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Um... Again, I don't think Ed did this necessarily on... Well, actually, I guess he did on purpose. You you got, you got, were of the impression that they just sort of backed into their product placement. <laughs> yeah. But I think that Ed had a plan for every song in this album. Sure. <laughs> All it, of the, So if we ever roll Sell, 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 we're going to have to re-roll because you're just doing Sell, Sell, Sell for each of these songs. Yes, it is a product. Not any product, but specifically a product with a mascot. Oh. Ooh. What's Canada Dry's mascot? Or was this song not meant for Canada Dry? Well, here's the thing. This is how Ed throws you the curveball. Uh-huh. This song wasn't actually meant for Canada Dry. It was a... Um, my theory is that this was... Presupposes. A, this is black. <laughs> what my theory presupposes is maybe it's not. Uh-huh. Uh, it's about... It's a, to blackmail Canada Dry because they were going to sell it to one of Canada Dry's biggest competitors or former biggest competitor because Canada Dry uh, was developed in 1890 by John uh, McLaughlin, I think, sure. in Ontario. He was a, a physicist and a, a physician and uh, or a pharmacist. Pharmacist, sorry. And uh, better than physicist or whatever physist, you were going to say. Physicist is what I was going to say. But uh, it was he was uh, um, you know he it became popular during the prohibition era because it was dry enough that it could hide al- the the horrible taste oh. of home brewed alcohol Interesting. or home distilled alcohol. So uh, Canada Dry was uh, owned by his family for uh, most of the uh, early 1900s. Then it was bought by Norman Simonante, then Dr. Pepper. Then it was transferred over to the Forstman Little and Company. Then R.J. Reynolds, Del Monte, then Goldberg Schweppes, another. Um, Schweppes. And then finally purchased by Keurig, Dr. Pepper, and a Maringa Company. So Canada Dry isn't even owned or produced in Canada anymore. Wow. Okay. So Ed knows this. Right. And he wants them to know he knows it. Right. So he wrote this song for not Canada Dry, but 
Verners. Yes, of course. Detroit's own. Yes, created in 1866 by James Verner, a Detroit pharmacist who sold it at his place. Then he's like, ah, fuck, I don't need to do pharmacy anymore. I'm just going to sell this shit. <laughs> so um, he was actually drafted he was experimenting because he loved the ginger ales and that they came over from dublin and he was experimenting with his own blend and then he got called away to fight in the civil war oh jesus so he was uh in 1862 so he's in the fourth on which side what on which side he was from detroit so uh, the north oh okay sure i I, I know where detroit is the good side okay (laughs) uh the fourth michigan cavalry um and he had it all of his ingredients this is apocryphal because i don't think this actually happened but this is like the the origin story he had all the ingredients in an oak barrel for the four years he was away at war and he came back and tested them he said "Mm, this is deliciously different absolutely apocryphal which has been the deliciously different has been the verner slogan for you know its entire thing although they've had other slogans it's always been their main slogan but um yeah so he um so even to this day they used to age them four years in in uh oak barrels now they do it three years but you know whatever what the Okay. Well, because there's special techniques that make them taste like four. <laughs> I assume. Aged in three, tastes like four. That's their new slogan. Well, their slogan was uh, like, aged three years in wood, Detroit's drink. And my, one of my favorite slogans, it's what we drink around here. <laughs> Which Not is good. a great it's... fucking slogan. Verner's, available. <laughs> <laughs> you can find it most places. Did they ever... Is their mascot Werner Herzog? Oh, I wish. No, okay. it's actually... Woody the gnome. Yikes! I need to look up a. Picture. Well, you don't have to go to your Facebook. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's right. You... I mailed you two photos. One uh-huh. which I thought we were doing this, but look at the first one, but not the second one. Okay. Oh, Woody. So it's a real man. Yeah, that's Ronald Biasdecki, who uh-huh. played the gnome from the 1970s. He was actually in the uh, um, advertising company that Verner's hired oh, okay. to like do, and they're like how about a gnome and they're like yeah gnome you're the gnome <laughs> and so he just played that for the rest of his life wow incredible yeah the no- he drove around in the gnome mobile his wife made him a costume um the the name is uh woody but it's actually there's there's a lot of argument because werner says the name has always been woody but uh-huh. the Werner, official werner's historian lawrence l rorsch says that there's <laughs> it's never had a name Oh, they used to have they had a name that gnome name with a gn uh-huh. competition and they chose jerome but it never stuck. Okay. And the Verner's factory used to have a 55 foot tall giant lit no like no like no made out of like halogen lights uh-huh. uh, pouring ginger beer into a uh, oh that's fun. Mug. So yeah, wow. But here's Ed's here's Ed's masterwork. So um, Verner's owned by James Verner's family until the 60s, uh-huh. where they were sold to American Consumer Products, then United Brands, then Pepsi, then a and W, potential young. Then Cadbury Schweppes. No, then no. Keurig, Dr Pepper. The same oh. company owns both Canada Dry I and. What? I thought you were going to tell me that Verner's is not produced in Canada. I thought they went. They were. <laughs> no, they're just places. owned by the same company. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it's all. It's all. I mean, it's all fucking four companies that own sure. everything anyway. Yeah. So, uh, so they were going to sell them to Verner, but Ed didn't know that they were owned by the same. They were going to sell them to Werner Herzog. Okay, got it. He was going to. Yeah, he went into the negotiations like. You don't want this to come out, do you? <laughs> and Werner was like... <laughs> and they were like, I don't care. <laughs> Actually, then Werner's bought it, and then they just ran it in the Canada Dry commercials. Oh, nice. Okay, sure, yeah. That so they sense. fucking played, Ed. Wow. God, he thought he was playing played. them. Damn. At what if point, only Steve had been there to protect him. At what point do I look at the second picture? Whatever it is. This, next week. Cool. Very, very, very exciting. So, yeah, Canada Dry. It's what we drink around here. It's what we drink around here. It's available. Um, cool. You very can do cool. worse. <laughs> Canada Dry. <laughs> 
insight. It must be right, I guess. Comes in can. That was a that's Steak and Shake's motto, which I also think is equally bad. Insight, it must be right. <laughs> if you can look at it, might as well eat there. It's Get close em. enough. Um, okay, Ebo, I love it. I can't wait for it. And we're gonna do a deathmatch competition of all these different. No, we're not. We can. I mean, Woody the Leprechaun's pretty tough. Oh, he is an adult man. That's true. They the are 50s. all mascots. Yeah. And then at the very end, we'll place Woody the Leprechaun up against. R2 like so, are, are we playing? Are we having them as mascots? And it would be against the Technodrome. The Technodrome. <laughs> that's right. I forgot what. Well, we are, are we having them like as mascots? So it's just the guy like wearing a leprechaun suit, or are we having like a literal leprechaun? Well, I think it depends. If they are a a brand where the majority of their their mascot dumb is in a real space, so like Verner's, it's got to be real. So he's but just he's Tony just a tiger, he's just a middle aged man in a yeah okay. Tony Tiger's going to rip him <laughs> to fucking shreds, going to destroy him. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for that. Ev, I think now it's about time we rate this song. Here's the point in the show when we rate this song. We always rate this song by telling how many clothes the song has on. And if it's got fewer clothes, it's better. And if it's got more clothes, it's even worse. And right now, Evan always goes first to talk about what this song is all about. It is August 28th. I get up in the morning like I do in every rating. Like I do every August, August 28th. 28th. I get up in the morning and uh, um, I go out and I'm, you know, just whistling and stuff. Wake up my son, put his little clothes on get ready for school i get ready for my i go out in there and then my partner's like out in the main room naked and he looks at me and goes whoa we're in clothes today (laughs) yeah yeah i I figured i would it's a little hop so i just put you know a t-shirt and pants on and like and he looks at our son and goes you're sending him to school like that and i said what with with like t-shirt and pants on and my partner goes yeah on august 28th do you remember i'm like what why? Why would I? He's like, it's it's nude day. It's naked. It's worldwide naked day. <laughs> Every, no one's wearing clothes today. This song. This song. It's, it's really important to everybody that nobody wear clothes today. <laughs> I and mean, we're doing this in solidarity with you know whatever you want to be in solidarity with. Sure. You know all the people on the right are doing it with racism and genocide. All the people on the far left are doing it with like you know the earth. I'm doing it for the Dollar and, a Day Foundation. Yes. <laughs> doing it for covid mm-hmm. i'm doing it for cancer for covid, <laughs> for COVID. i want <laughs> to, to promote more people i mean viruses are living things uh, yeah i'm doing it for uh covid awareness i don't think enough people are aware of covid <laughs> no. you know you'd think that people yeah, would be aware actually, of it but there yeah. are there are people who Fair are enough. aware of it but don't believe it yeah okay so yeah so i go out and i'm like you know what nah i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna take my clothes off mm-hmm. i don't want to so i'm going through my entire day uh go well i work from well it's my first day back in the office so okay. i put my pants back Great. on and stuff everyone's naked in the office they're all giving me fucking stares because when you're wearing clothes on this day it means you don't stand in solidarity with anything oh i understand okay so yeah so i'm going through my day and uh, everyone's giving me the hairy eyeball i get let, i get let go from my job oh jesus um they repossess my car Holy fuck. <laughs> my bank account gets emptied out by hackers oh my god like my picture i get i get put on blast on on all social media like look at this fucking piece of shit wearing clothes on this song that everybody should be naked for yeah i mean look how we're all being vulnerable here and look at this piece of shit just turning his fucking face away putting <laughs> clothes on wearing a shirt and pants garbage yeah. person and so I, uh, my, I come home and to, to an empty house because my partner's left me. And I go to pick up the kid. Well, I walk, I run over to try and pick up my kid, but he's gone. My partner's already taken him. Oh, man. Um, and they've moved out. And so I come wow. home to an empty house, which is also being repossessed. <laughs> like, wait, but I paid the mortgage. Not anymore, fucker. You didn't read the, you didn't read the August 28th clause. Uh-huh. So I lose everything. Wow. Except my clothes, which I'm still fucking wearing because this song is pretty okay. Okay, cool. T-shirt and pants or shorts? Yeah, yeah, t-shirt and shorts. It's okay, fine. it's good. Fine. I like that. It's summary. Fine. Fine. Living it up. But I'm wearing them. 
Yeah, you are. And you refuse to stop even after society tells you not to. What? What is your objection to being nude? I don't like it. <laughs> That's fair. What is your objection to speaking into microphone? I sleep nude. I don't creep nude. Okay, that makes sense. Now I'm with you. Abbo, all my friends are here. And they say, Bud, did you forget we're going out to a movie today? <laughs> we're going to go see Squanch Monsters, the motion <laughs> picture. Oh, they finally squanched they're, the smudge. They're, they're doing it. In this one, fans suspect they might finally squanch the smudge. Um, I say, I don't find this. It looks, it looks sappy. There's, it's like, I've seen the commercials. I've seen the trailer. Vlad and Frankie have this big emotional love story. And like, I just, I'm not into it. I'm not super into it. I heard there's a real graphic sex scene with a squanch. Oh, really? Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, like a lot of like, you know, just, just toe in the line with bestiality. Yeah. But you know, like, I mean, squanches are people. Are werewolves beasts? Boy, that's hard to say, you well, know? Well, according to the movies, they're not, because they fuck. They fuck. fuck. Werewolves and vampires and then Evan says that to me, and I say, all right, I guess you've kind of convinced me. I'll go and, and maybe see this movie where there's a vampire. Saker's <laughs> like, someone fucks a half <laughs> a half person? I, I get to see a, a big uh, hairy dude go fucking <laughs> ham on somebody? I could stay at home and go to Pornhub, but I guess I'll go to the movies. Um, so I go to the a movies. skunk ape? And uh, in this, they introduce a new monster to the Squanch Monsters universe. And this monster's name is uh, Enid. And all Enid wears is a condom with a thimble on it. Oh, and I no. think like, wow, this movie's actually better than I thought. And by the end of the movie, they're playing, you're leaving me high and Canada dry. And I'm- Is it set in Canada? Crying. Yeah, Squanch, my, you've only listened to a half an episode, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, I didn't know they were in the <laughs> northern wilderness. Uh, I'm Tears are flowing down my face by the end of this movie. It's affected me in a very deep way. Uh, and- uh, the next the next day, I get up and I decide I'm gonna live my life more like the Squanch Monsters. And so I get up and I put you know a thimble on my dick and then a condom over the whole thing. And I'm gonna cosplay as Enid for this one um, because this was as good as shit on Gordon. I think we're we're I'm tossing it back here. Mm. I don't know if this whole album is gonna be as good or affect me nearly as much or as deeply. But man, this song fucking ruled. It's cosplaying as a, an older song. I'm happy for you. Thank you, I'm buddy. happy for you that you can find such joy in this. I thing. appreciate that. I really do. And we'll be right back with I'm more. Your bliss. <laughs> it's all been done. I'm pretty we'll good. Back with more bliss. <laughs> hey, Evan. Who's coming to your birthday party? Um, Enzo. That's Saker's son for everyone listening. My partner, uh, Genie. Genie. Uh, a Genie? Yeah. Which a princess? One? Which one? I don't, I'm just trying to think of all the things that your son wrote down for the people he's inviting to his birthday party. All the fairies. All the fairies. That was no it. goblins, please. <laughs> Harry Potter. Was it Harry Potter? Harry Potter list? and Hermione. And Hermione. Yes. No Ron Weasley, though. <laughs> oh, fuck Ron Weasley. He doesn't deserve to come to my party. Um, Although, of all the Harry Potter kids, he's been the weirdest. Like, he's in some shows, but what he did was with his money was buy an ice cream truck. And what? So he can drive around like Bristol and give away free ice cream. Really? That's what he does. Daniel Radcliffe's been. Except do- he calls them lollies. Ugh. I just wanted all the kids Fuck to have that. lollies. Daniel Radcliffe's been doing shit. Yeah. He's in shitty movies. He's in Arms Akimbo or Guns Akimbo. Mm-hmm. Did you watch that one? It sucked. Um, he's in Equus. He's Equus. He's doing Broadway. And I guess Ron Weasley's giving away ice cream. <laughs> what has Hermione been doing? She's been in a bunch of movies. Has she really? She, yeah. Have I just never seen them? 
Probably. Okay. What's her name? Hermione Granger is the only. It's on the tip of my tongue. Name I can think of. Emma Dan Watson. Daniela. Emma Watson. <laughs> oh, she was in Little Little Watsons, wasn't she? Yeah, Little Watsons. <laughs> the Watsons, which was the reboot of the Wal Waltons. Walt <laughs> little Waltons. Wal Watson's House on the Prairie. Uh, yeah. Oh, you mean Emma Charlotte Duere Watson? Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> Duere? Is she from the Underdark? Um, yeah. Bling Ring. A bunch of shit I've never seen. Oh, this is the end. I remember that. Yeah. I saw that. Yep, 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 yep. That, was was, that was a weird movie. Belle and Beauty and the Beast. Boy, oh boy, I forgot all this. Uh, it was a weird movie. I kind of liked it. I recall liking it. That was the one scene where they were, um, content warning rape. Um, where they were, where she shows up and all the other actors are like, she's the only woman there. And they like, she's like, I'm, uh, I just, I'm exhausted. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, just sleep right here. And then she was sleeping and they were all like talking about like how they're not going to rape her outside the thing. But all she heard them was talking about, like she heard, she woke up halfway through the conversation. Oh. So all she heard was them talking about like rape. Got it. Okay. Yeah. All <laughs> right. It was, it was supposed to be funny, but it kind of, it kind of hit me as real tone deaf. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. Now when did that movie come out? 2013. It was a different time. Uh... I feel like these last ten years have been a, has been a, a real growing up yeah. for comedy in general, and I'm I 100% approve of it. Yeah, yeah, but also I think uh, we as millennials. I mean, ten years ago I was what, 26. I I, I would have thought that shit was funny, yeah, awful. Well, I didn't. Oh sure, you were a, a wise and mature 30. Yeah, <laughs> so you know, 30 year olds always make the wisest and most mature decisions. <laughs> Better than 26 year olds, brother. You got me there. <laughs> Nothing I can say. Uh, who's coming to your birthday? Uh, ooh, I want to invite all the fairies except for one because I got to have someone to show up and throw fucking spit a curse. Sure. What's, which fairy are you not uh, inviting? Diello and blue. No. Diello? Diello fairy. Okay. Diello fairy. Um, what did Diello do to you? Diello makes it so I can't enjoy any board games for the rest of my life. Wow. Can you give me the copy of uh, Betrayal of Baldur's Gate that we have? Yeah. Okay. Have it any t you come into my house today and take it. I know. We split it. I will come to your house. I will take it. It's yours. We're gonna have spaghetti dinner tonight. It's must be Italian. Oh, we got that. We got uh, Johnny Two Tone from Gramilias to do this. Do a, a solid. A, his solid six hour set. <laughs> Just make fun of our children. I got a solid six hours. Oh, what is this guy? Is this guy eating with his hands hey. or with his feet? Fuck, man. What do you like, stickers? I thought pot stickers were an Asian dish. Hey, yo. Oh, let me tell you something about Asians. They're it's Johnny, Johnny, no, Johnny, stop, Johnny. <laughs> oh, boy. They're a mixed bag, just like everybody else. Hey, hey. What if you went so far in the other direction that you were like, I don't think there's a bad Asian. <laughs> I'm so woke, I think well, that's every the problem. Asian the, the, is the, the, Asian, the Asian thing is a model minority thing, so that would, that's be, true. That would be treading exactly on what... Uh, that's true. You know, Fuck. Problem. All right, well, I don't think there's a bad... I think all people are good. <laughs> I think even, even the... The warlike criminals are great. Is that even anything that I've just criminals? <laughs> so like a I so like dictate the like the Lord's Resistance yeah. Army is like yeah. what you're against. Yes, I, I'm against the Lord's Army. I'm against the Crusaders. All right, they were um, pretty shitty. Yeah, but, but they were actually a pretty mixed bag. Some of them were nice, <laughs> I assume. Some of them really believed in God. Some of them just wanted to steal stuff from brown people in the desert. Hashtag not all Crusaders, as, as Ev is fond of saying. Uh, do you know who else is against the Crusaders? They them theirs? That, sure. <laughs> it could easily be they them theirs. That's not who I was aiming for. That's right. Rain and Casey are non-binary. And once a month, they sit down and talk about whatever they want. We're here. We're queer. Let's talk about shit. 
Uh, episode 26, The Great Twinkish Vape Off. Uh, Rain and Joe are joined by Jay IRL to discuss being a sequential masochist, Rain's apology tour, Jay's Shrek dating rules, the Shrek 2 soundtrack being a cultural reset, Ring of Keys by Alison Bechtel, MS Paint Warrior Cat Animation, The Appeal of Labor Intensive Art, or on High School oh Host Club. Oh my god. And gender, M. Night Shyamalan, and vaping. That's a lot of topics. That's a lot of topics. And it, long, it is eight minutes long. Yeah. How long is this? 51 minutes. That's like... You could get through that. I, a topic every, like, five minutes. I mean, we kind of do that in a commercial. We do that in an eight-minute commercial. I suppose so. I think they have a timer that goes off, and they have a list of everything they want to talk about. So, like, Shrek's dating rules. Quick, everybody, tell me about Shrek's dating rules. A timer dings, and they go, okay, we're going to talk about vaping for the next five minutes. There's no... Uh, segways. It's just all they yeah. them theirs. They them theirs. The they them theirs ding. Who's gonna bump out of your birthday cake on your birthday? Oh, we're still talking about this. I think it's gonna be rain from they them theirs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think they're. They... Well, that was gonna be Lord Raiden from the Mortal Kombat franchise. But the new one or the old one? The old. Oh, one. It gotta be Christopher. Gotta Lambert. be Christopher Lambert. <laughs> Who dogs? I realized when I tried to do a Christopher Lambert, I just do Doctor Girlfriend from from Venture Brothers. <laughs> I mean, I do a good Christopher Lambert. Are you ready? Let's hear it. I'm Christopher Lambert. I miss Ray. Ray. <laughs> I miss Raiden. <laughs> I miss Raiden. <laughs> that's your Sub Zero. <laughs> oh, that's a good button. <laughs> Boop. And we're back with more. It's all been done. A bare naked ladies podcast. Now's the time in the show when we spin this big wheel and see Jingle what comes up. Jingle jangly wheel. Better not be sell, sell, sell. Conventioneers. What fandom would the narrator of this song belong to and why? The Bannigan Ladies fandom. <laughs> no, I was thinking like a, like a... I mean, there's got to... Like a, there's no Canadiana fandom. There has to be. Why does there... Ha- there's no American fandom. Yeah, there is. The fuckers with like flags everywhere and so then canadian jingoists do they yes, exist they've got to uh what if they are just like a fan of like what does canada do better than america maple syrup so they're a big fan what's the biggest maple syrup brand in canada maybe they're a fan of canada's they're wonderland the, they live they live right next to the syrup vaults oh yeah those are a real thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um do you know canada's wonderland no oh it's the biggest uh it's the cedar point of canada my friend how 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 does it compare to Cedar Point? Uh, it uh, compared to Cedar Point, of course, is I will tell you. What do you mean compared, like, uh, width wise or girth? <laughs> girth. The only the only dimension that matters, right? Girth. It's like it's it's built like a fucking uh, if tuna Cedar, can. If Cedar Point is a Coke can, uh-huh. then Canada's Wonderland is a. It's a chode. A, a, a it's, it's wider than Cedar Point, but less tall. Uh, Cedar Point. Area, 364 acres. Ooh. Canada's Wonderland. Area, 330 acres. So they're there we go. pretty comparable. much along the same. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty comparable here. Um, they're actually owned by Cedar Fair. They are owned by Cedar Fair. Oh, okay. Just like Six Flags, just like everything. Just like Schweppes. Uh, <laughs> just like Werner, <laughs> yeah, Werner Herzog's. Whatever the fuck it is. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's, do you want to know a little bit about their coasters? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what's their mascot? Uh, do you know, remember Cedar Point had that old man? Oh, that was Six Flags. Oh, the, was it Six Flags? Oh yeah. Yeah. The Venga Boys. With the Venga Boys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm searching for mascot on their Wikipedia page and it does not appear that they have a mascot. Um, but man, I miss those, those Venga Boys old man commercials. Those were so much fun. Um, their, uh, most recent coaster is called the Yukon Striker. Ooh. What a fucking name for a Canadian-ass coaster. Um, 
Yeah, man. It's uh it broke a record. It broke the longest dive coaster record. Stole it away from Val Raven at Cedar Point. Uh boy oh boy. Fucking assholes. I know. They have some cool names for their coasters. The Fly. That's a pretty good one, right? <laughs> How about the Mighty Canadian Mine Buster? <laughs> mine Buster. There's a lot of mining related stuff. Yeah, a lot. Um, Although, I mean, Canada is just sort of a resource extraction operation masquerading as a government. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. The government of Canada doesn't really exist. Uh, yeah. Ooh, the cyclone. Yeah, a lot of fun stuff. A lot of fun stuff here. I'm excited. So do you think they're fans of Canada's Wonderland? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what are the colors of Canada's Wonderland? Blue and yellow and orange? Uh, yeah. Yep. So they, they <laughs> paint their face blue and yellow and orange. Do you remember when Six Flags was like Paramount Six Flags? No. So there was, a, there was a brief period where they were like owned. Oh, and they had all the DC rides. DC and, and like Star Trek. So you'd be like wandering around and you'd go on like a Six Flags roller coaster and then just be like a fucking Klingon outside. Really? And like, oh, and he's like, masquerade, paper faces on parade. <laughs> like, okay. Okay, guy. That's incredible. Yeah, I remember they had all the, they had to rename them like the Superman turned into the Wicked Twister. <laughs> like all the shitty, like I thought they lost the licenses. The mega guy. <laughs> yeah, the big dude. <laughs> the worst possible xps um yeah i don't know i think jonathan's place pretty quintessentially canadian my friends that i know just went on an eight day eight park tour so in eight days they went to eight different uh amusement parks wow which is fucking wild right they're coaster people they love coasters that's pretty i mean how what's the closest like proximity parks like because i don't remember like, a lot of parks have shut down right where, oh yeah they what's the, uh, what's the park trail what's the coaster trail i will tell i will tell you exactly where they went adventureland usa sorry 10 parks in 10 days is actually what they did wait when did they do this uh july 4th they finished so, so are they dual citizens you can't go from america to canada uh you're right they didn't go to canada's wonderland i lied to you okay sorry Adventureland USA, Six Flags America, Casino Pier, Steel Pier, Playlands, Castaway Cove, Six Flags Great Adventure, Dorney Park, Hershey Park, Nobles, and Lakemont Park. Okay, so they're all up in north northeastern Midwest. Probably. Well, I know where a lot of those parks are. That sounds like a fucking blast. I, not to you. Mm, I feel like one park. I love coasters. I, I like coasters too, but I don't feel like yeah. I would want to do it every day. You've never come with me to Cedar Point. Well, it's always on a fucking weekday, and I've got a four-year-old that I care about, unlike you. I don't give a shit about a four-year-old. Mm-hmm. I give care about two-year-olds. That's who Damn I care right. about. <laughs> uh, okay, well, we figured it out. Thanks, Wheel. Now it's time to take an email from our friends, our fans, our jumpy little jam bands like fish uh this is an email from our friend aaron hi aaron the title of this email is hope you get to this before the podcast ends we did (laughs) hi aseko and boing boing hi once upon a time you answered a question of mine that consisted of replacing each of the ladies with an equivalent musician from another band to create a ship of theseus style alternative bnl today i ask you to do something of the opposite where do those displaced ladies go Imagine all the bands of the world participate in some sort of draft where certain other bands, including BNL, get dissolved and absorbed into bands that drafted each member. Which bands would choose to draft each of the B-Nakes due to the singular gifts slash qualities that each member brings to the band that drafted him? How high in the draft order would each lady be chosen? How would each former B-Nake meld with his new musical home? Thank you for providing great entertainment to my Tuesdays. I wish BNL could keep pumping out albums, if only to keep this podcast going no. ad infinitum. Aaron, please. Your friend, Aaron. Aaron, you're not my friend if you wish that evil on me. 
This is a great release me fucking question. I love this question. Um, so let's just talk about the four boys, right? Yes. Yes. Who do you think objectively would be drafted first? I have um, one in my mind. Ed, I think. Really? Yeah. I thought it would be Kev. Kev just I mean, Kev's like... the best. I think Kev is the. I think Kev's the unsung hero of the band. Oh, but, you don't but, think... but I think if you're just looking at it, right? Sure. If you're you, just looking you at draft the band, the front man you, you want to draft the, draft the front man. Unless you're unless you already have a front man. So Ed is getting drafted first by a... Puddle of Mud. But <laughs> that doesn't have a front man. I don't, I don't know, know anything about Puddle of Mud. I don't, I don't either. Know. I just that's the first band that came into my mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Okay, let's go with Puddle of Mud. <laughs> Tell uh... me about Puddle of Mud, please. <laughs> Would you? I okay. Puddle of Mud. For your sake, regale me as tale of Puddle of Mud. What are they even famous? What did they write? Uh, Puddle of Mud is a rock band. Oh, they are. They're still a rock band. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, they're still going. Um, uh, Dave- the Mudcast. <laughs> getting dirty. Getting, getting dirty. dirty. Yes. Puddle of Mudcast. Uh, they just released an album. Welcome to Galvania. Uh, (laughs) which is a great fucking album yeah i like that um let's see so they do have a a a front man though wes scantlin (laughs) (laughs) he's been the front man since the very beginning what's their what's their hit what's their hit song play me a little bit of their song uh take it get that piano out and play me a little bit of that song sure get Uh, your sons get your sons like play school piano (laughs) and play me some puddle of mud uh their hit song uh was called blurry i'm gonna play you a little bit that's Puddle it's, of mud. It seems a little bit uh, a little more introspective for Ed, but I think that Ed would I think that Ed would meld well into this band. It, 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 they've got they've got that voice that's like yeah, it's like a sort of Allison like Cha- Allison Chain sort of alternative yeah. rock voice. But yeah. I think that Ed could really what that song needs. Blur is a thirty to forty second rap breakdown where Ed sings about nothing related to the song. Absolutely. Do you know their other big hit that I didn't realize was them? Is a uh, she fucking hates me? <laughs> That's what I know. She fu- you don't know that one? No. Oh, it's a song about how she fucking hates me. But that's a perfect Ed it's song. It's perfect. That's an Ed song in a nutshell. Well, actually, they'd be like, she fucking hates me. And it's like, can we can we just tone it down just a little bit? Where <laughs> she we're gosh darn hates me. <laughs> she doesn't like me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, this is is not as popular as Blurry, but it uh, it did hit the charts pretty hard here. Um, second single to sell over half a million copies in the United States. Um, so yeah, Ed replaces uh, Timothy Scanlon, <laughs> Rex Scrindle. <laughs> Rex Scrindle, Rex Rex Scantron has to go back to his Scantron. empire of grading grading papers <laughs> yes. for his life. Yes, he's the heir to the Scantron fortune. Yes, of course. Yeah. He actually uh, has the ability to look at any sequence of dots and immediately know <laughs> if it's a good or bad or what series the, what, of dots. The, oh, he's like it's like a Jeopardy thing. So he can look at a series of dots. Uh-huh. So he looks at the he looks at the thing and says B, right? He looks at it and goes, "Oh yeah, the question for this was um, what is the Voigtkampf test?" Sure, of course, absolutely. <laughs> and the answer was uh, uh, the thing fr- from, from Blade, Blade Runner. Runner. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay, got it. In my film studies class. Yeah. <laughs> so he can he can look at any Scantron sheet and know every question. He can reverse engineer any I like Scantron. That. I like that reverse engineer. Okay, so we're getting into the superpowers of the ex-lead singers. Well, yeah, obviously. Uh, so I do think, um, based on his merits and all of his solo albums, I do think Kev is drafted next into this ghost draft. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what band... Are we just naming bands and then figuring out later how they fit in? I can certainly... I can say any band off the top of my head. You certainly can. Here, I'm going to put uh, all my music on random, and we're going to figure out what band... Oh, there was going to be some weird nerdcore rap band or some alternative, <laughs> so- like... I'm sorry. Is, do, you have, do you have a fucking problem with that? 
it's going to be some obscure band that no one's ever heard of. That that might actually be true. How about Darkest of the Hillside Thickets? Oh, they're a great band. They are a great band. Uh, okay, um, so Darkest of the Hillside Thickets. Yes. Kevin's draft. For everyone in the Darkest of the Hillside Thickets is a Lovecraft band that writes songs about, really awesome songs about, like, love, Lovecraft stuff. And I'll put in a little sample. Right here. But I will make it up to you. I'm gonna make it right. Darkest of the Hillside Thickets would be a really great band for him. I feel like he Go on. himself is kind of steeped in Lovecraftian lore as a strange eldritch, eldritch being. being. Yeah, although he's more fae than eldritch, I think. That's true. He's just strange, I guess, is what I'm trying to get <laughs> yeah, at here. Yeah. He's a strange man. Um, puppets. But I think, uh, yeah, if you put him on like his little, like, a tiny keyboard where he can kind of scroodle around, I think he'd add a lot of depth to their sound. Yeah, for sure. Uh, who gets drafted next? I think it has to be Jim, I think right? it has to be Jim. I don't think Ty is bad, of course. I think he's great. But I think drummers, a lot of people view them as a dime a dozen. Yes. Right? Well, yeah, and bassists are viewed sort of the same way. But Jim is a little bit more than that. Jim is uh, exceptional. Yeah. Uh, so what, what does Jim get drafted He drafted into, into the Brothers Cregan. Wow. That's His a good bro- fit for him. <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, like, he's sitting there at sort of lower end of the draft. Like, anybody want Jim? Andy steps and up. Jim Cregan from the, the Bare Naked Ladies basses because they've gone through all the best basses in the world. They got uh-huh. the, you got your Meryl Streep. You got your name one basses <laughs> exactly. Jesus Flea. They just went. They just went. I don't care. Okay. Yeah. So Flea gets drafted, and then everyone else is like, mm. <laughs> the guy from Getty Lee. Is he a bassist or a guitarist from Rush? I don't know. Okay, never mind. All right, all right. So, uh, so wait, does that mean there's two gyms in Brothers Creek? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Somehow. They look at each other like up and down. They just go, yeah. They do that like, and they, hey. give each, they give each other the finger guns. Boy, won't. And then it's hard to do a show because they just keep touching each other as if yeah. to make sure, not like in a sexual way, but like in a, as if to make sure the other is still there. Sure, that checks out. One soul, two bodies. Damn. That's what I like to call them. Okay, interesting. And then Andy gets super jealous because it's just the Brothers Creek, but you know. There's there's the two gyms now. Well, it's still brothers. And so they kick they kick uh, they kick Andy, Andy out of the band. <laughs> so it's just two guys on bases just going fucking holy fuck bananas. That's wild and I love it. Oh man, <laughs> Jim and Jim, the Cregan brothers. Yeah, <laughs> the brothers it's Cregan. like a, it's like a surf rock. Only it starts off with the bass line. Yeah, and it never no other instruments ever cut in. Oh man, I love it. So they don't they don't get studio musicians. They don't get anything. No, they no. just it is jam. the brothers Cregan. Fuck and then they yeah. just change it to the Cregan. And then okay. it's Jim's band from that point on. And then they just call it Cree. <laughs> and then they just call it. <laughs> And then we, and then nothing. The heat death of the universe. Um, and where does Tyler go? Boy, oh boy, who Guar. needs a drummer? Guar. I think Tyler would do so well in Guar. So there's a there's a band. They're a cover band for Guar, and they're located in one of the American territories. They're called they're Rog. Called, they're called Guam, and so Jesus. <laughs> Tyler gets drafted by Guam. <laughs> <laughs> I think he, it works. Did you because, just make this band up? Yeah, of course. So who gets displaced from Guam? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, because he's a party boy. And Guar are party boys. And Guam wants to, like, mirror Guar's aesthetic. So, mm-hmm. like, we got to get a... We have to get a party boy in here. <laughs> I imagine that's how Guam talks. Uh, and so Did they, they replace their lead singer when the Odorous Rongus died? Because they Guar has a female lead singer now. Oh, yeah. So Guam had to fire... Fire... Uh, <laughs> Grogerus Grogerus Grogrungus Grogerus and they hired Grogretta uh, and uh, yeah so uh, I think Ty I think Ty has more fun here than he had with the Bare Naked Ladies not that he's not having fun but I think it fucking rules to just like 
get up on stage, dress as a monster, get blood splattered all over you. Every <laughs> all night. sorts of fluids. It's yeah. all just get barbecue eaten by sauce. a giant worm. Yeah, it's oh, all barbecue. Sauce. Yeah, he replaces all the. <laughs> This shit with barbecue sauce and uh, yeah, they're all food themed. Yeah, he has a blast. Oh, why? Because they you use, think everything with Tyler. And they use real food. food. No, because I was just imagining what would be the most fun ever. Disgusting. Oh yeah, you're gonna get up on true. stage and just eat your costume slowly yeah. over the oh, course of a night. Amazing. Oh, my costume today is just made of tamago, just yeah. pressed egg. <laughs> That's all it is. Uh, yeah, boy, I think he would he would kill it in Guam. In Guam, in Guam, they never tour outside of Guam. Very small band. <laughs> Um, that's good. That's it. Do we want to draft Steve? Oh, yeah. Steve would get drafted into, um, what's Cheryl Crow doing nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> Not much. I know that has nothing to do with the answer to this question. You were just curious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's Cheryl Crow doing nowadays? Uh, she would get drafted into Wild Stallions, the Bill and Ted oh, band. Oh, fuck yes. Oh my God. Steve would be such a good member. Did you see that third movie? We've talked about yet. it on the podcast I was going to see it. Then you told me it was bad. It you didn't like good. it. Yeah. But everyone else told me it was good. So I don't know who to believe. Fucking wild. Because it, it was like not, it was such a bad that I was like, how could anybody find this entertaining? So whatever. Um, anyway, that's it. Steve goes to Wild Stallions and I love that. And because he's a time traveler anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Does, so does he go back in time damn. to the Bill and Ted Wild Stallions? Or like the Bill and Ted 3 where they're older? Three, I think. Because they, right. they do a little time traveling in that one. Right. Yeah. Well, I hope we answered your question, Aaron. Yeah, I hope we didn't. Oh, you can email us. It's all about podcast at gmail.com. And we've done it. Ebbo, another stinker down the tubes. Another skrinker in the groove. We are at the point now where we are at our second to last album. We're in it. Uh, in it to win it. In it to win it. Just this and Detour, which is out now. We've not listened to it yet. Yeah. Where we are in time. There's one week until Detour's release. I'm um, looking forward to it. I'm going to get it the day it comes out and just fucking jam to it. Or should well, I not listen to it at all? I'm going to listen to it one, one, one song at a time. I think I might do that too. I think I might not listen to it until we listen to it. Do the Evan. The Evan yeah. That's, sp- I, th- I bet that's the right way to do it for this podcast. Not that's for, <laughs> not for anyone else. Yeah, in real life, buy it and listen to yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're, if you're listening to season 11 episode <laughs> or season 12 episode one of a BNL podcast, you're probably going to buy it when it comes out, oh. right? Or you've already pre-ordered it. Yeah, probably. All right, Ebbo, uh, what are you plugging this week? Fat. Nice. Good, uh, good fats. Good fats. Allegra. Listra. Uh-oh. <laughs> you need lunch. You're spinning out. Yeah. You're having trouble. Okay, good. Great. That's all. Stop there. Alestra. Alestra. I want to shit myself. <laughs> they fixed that now. Uh, Alestra. With Les- Alestra, colon. We fixed it. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. I like that as a slogan. Okay. <laughs> you, don't th- Alestra, you don't need a whole bag, you know. <laughs> but you can. Uh, all right, Ebo. What would you plug? Oh, what would I plug? Uh, you're plugging Allegra and Alestro. <laughs> I'm going to plug... Isn't Allegra... Uh, isn't that the... It's for It's allergy, for nosal, nosal nasal. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But it, it, can, it can cause serious brain bleed. Something <laughs> like that. Uh, I'm going to plug... It can cause goblinization. I'm going to plug any bar that has an outdoor volleyball court. Ooh. That's fun in the summer. I guess. It's always one of those things where, I mean, I played sports in high school and then never again. Yeah. So they're like, hey, come out and play volleyball. I'm like, I remember how this was played oh, you don't 20 have to, years ago. But the nice thing about volleyball is you could just fuck around. Like, if you don't bump set spike, if you'd like... Then yeah, like, but like, the thing is, like, anytime friends, I play, it's like buzz. at a family reunion or something. And there's always like... there is. It's usually all fun and buds, but there's always like two or three people who are into it. Oh, that And that you can sucks. see them like getting angry. Tryhards, yeah. yeah. Not tryhards, but people just play sports. Right. And, you know, are competitive. And they're like, right. come on, guys, you can do this. Come on. And I'm like, no, no, I'm I'm bad at this. All right. I don't blame you, I guess. 
that's fine. I excuse you <laughs> from your sins. Thank you. Ego te absolvo. Ego te absolvo. It absolves all sins. Bowl of joy. I'm Saker. I'm Evan. And we'll see you again in one, one week. week.